Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, listener. Sean here. Just an important announcement before the start of this episode. Uh, the boys and I, we've launched a Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash scaredyboys, for $5 a month, you'll get lots of bonus, juicy episodes Small screen scares, one that I'm particularly happy about. We finally got to watch Dracula AD 1972, a film that I've been desperate to watch for many years, and it did not disappoint. We've got Hammer Time. We've got IMDb Detective. We've got a little bit of everything. Check it out. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman is a 2023 supernatural horror film directed by Rob Savage from a screenplay by Scott Beck, Brian Woods and Mark Heyman, and based on Stephen King's 1973 short story of the same name. Still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by sadistic presence in their house and struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. Tell you what, Robert. Yeah. What were you calling him earlier, Sean? Old uh, Roberto Savage. <laughs> um, so he's dropped host on us, yeah. which is fucked. What, very effective. What you, was that twenty? That's twenty twenty. Must have been because like it's, peak it's yeah, lockdown yeah. twenty twenty. Our scariest movie of twenty twenty. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he's dropped that on us, and then he rolls in with a bigger budget and a bit more room to move, and he does not fuck it up. No. He delivers something that is very fucking scary. Boys yeah. on this show. We love the Wan Man. Yep. We love the Flan Man. Mm. We love Kush. We love Shani. Mm. I think we love Savage. I think Savage has made the cut. The Bobby, Sav. Bobby Savage. The big Sav. The big Sav. Oh, yes. Savloy. Yeah. <laughs> the Savin Sauce. Oh. The Deep Fried Sav. Right. He fucking rules. I, I think it's so interesting how you say, like, yeah, he's been given this bigger budget. Like, part of what worked so well with Host is the premise, the zoom of it all, yep. and the fact that, obviously, yeah, the runtime is a zoom call. We're only seeing it. So, like, there's a sort of um, a bit of like a hook there with that sort of side of things. But he rolls into this and mm. just delivers. Like the, I've got no real criticisms about his direction in this really at all. It sort of, it fills the niche of what we expect for a more sort of um, bigger budget horror movie. Yep. Like the aesthetics. It goes bigger. It's yeah. scarier. It's long. It's and it kind of like even a little the, longer. the color palette and the look of it all. 
it all feels kind of right. It fits into that niche. But, like, that doesn't make a good movie or a good horror movie. No, we've seen plenty. Yeah. So, like, the fact that I've seen... The, the only two things I've seen of his is host in this. And they, they couldn't be... They're worlds apart, obviously. This has another one, Dashcam. Dashcam came after host. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was another... It's very much like host. It's, right. It's a similar vibe. It's, it's yeah. got that sort of um, hook premise of... It's, I'm guessing it's all from a Dashcam. It's fair. I found footage of a Dashcam. There we go. And, movie, and micro-budget. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, honestly... How does he do it? I'm watching this movie, which um, we'll just let you all know. We all loved it. Fucking adored this movie. Great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best we've seen this year so far. Yep. For sure, yep. But I watch it and I'm like, how do you go from Host, Mm. which Host has that great thing if you love movies and if you've ever tried to make short films and stuff, where you watch it and naively you go, I reckon I could do that. I could do that, Mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I could make a movie. Yeah. Even though there's like so much going on behind it that's made it an excellent film. Yes. But like I don't feel that when I watch Boogeyman. I'm like, I couldn't do that. (laughs) That's that's like that's a movie movie. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Some of the weaponized camera choices, and this is you bring up the land. Yeah. The camera work in this and the direction and the the visual storytelling of it is incredible. There's that shot and Tom. Yep, the heart. Oh, it's the, the wan and the flan. The wan and the flan. Yes, like he's yes. a bit of both. The flan. He, he, and loves Kingy. So there's like it's Fuck. all. Well, like, yeah. I think Kingy's influenced all of them. Basically, everyone. But he's influenced anybody who's entered into horror. After yeah, of course, right? of course, and Even it's, before and it had its based on a Kickstarter story. Yeah, uh, which we'll get into. But uh, yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> I wrote in my review for this one on Letterboxd that I'm like, oh, this is a sister movie to anything done. By the Flan Man. Yeah. But you saying the Wear Man has unlocked it even more. I think mm. that's this pairing has elements of like conjuring. It has elements of um Insidious. Uh, insidious, insidious, even. Yeah. yeah. I think just because it's kind of got the old house vibes and yep. this sort of stuff. But then the heart and the characters and all that sort of stuff is like screaming at me, Flan Man. Like yep. again, I, I think Flan Man does heart better. Wear Man does camera work and the visuals. Yeah. And- Yep. Probably, Flanman's done some very big scares, mm. but in general, he's not as heavy on scares as I think Wan Man is. Yeah, when, when they he goes hit, for bigger scares, fucking, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the exception of like Hill House, which yes, scariest thing of all time, still fucked us for life. Basically. It has, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like from now on, when you mm. watch a Flan Man movie, you go in expecting Hill House level scares, right? And you generally don't get them. No, but yes. you get you get yeah. something really beautiful with the characters, hundred percent. And yeah. yeah, Rob Savage has kind of combined all of that. Really, yeah, He's yeah, doing incredible things. I'm genuinely shocked. Like if you you watch Host and then you watch this, you'd be like, how does someone make the leap from a micro budget to a studio? I think it's. It's simple. You watch Host and you watch this and you're like, oh, he cares about the story that he's telling. Even if the story that he's mm. telling in Host is 50 minutes and it's about a haunted Zoom yeah. call, yeah. he gives a shit. He doesn't treat this any less than $100 million. Yes. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, some directors get a big amount of money and all of a sudden, like, you, you look at even one of the great disappointments, I think, from your MCU and your, your Star Wars reemergence mm. is indie directors all of a sudden just being given $500 million. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? fuck have you done? Why have you given me <laughs> yeah. this money? I don't know what to do with this budget. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then the, it, it sort of bombs. And then the next movie that eventually comes out is back in their wheelhouse. And you're like, yeah, this is, this is right, good. Right. Whereas because, you know, regardless of what you think of those like franchisey things, mm. there is a, there is a production line element course, to it as well. Yeah. 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 Whereas I think if you give an indie director a little bit more money mm. and let them do the thing that they love still, but you just give them more money to do it with, you get things like the Boogeyman. Yeah. Can I tell you a little bit about Rob Savage? I was listening to an Please interview with him Ooh, yeah. specifically about this film. And that was one of the questions. How did you do it? How did you make the leap from yeah. micro budget to a studio? Mm. 
and how, how like, was there friction? Because we've heard about it so many times. You get a, a director come in and suddenly there's, you know, creative differences and all this right, sort of thing. And he, yeah. he himself said that he was shocked of how little friction and pushback he got from the studio. They wow. let him do his thing. And he said the key to it is just clarity. He mm. came in and he, he didn't, he said, sometimes you'll get a filmmaker that in their mind they're making an A24 movie. Huh. But the studio thinks they're getting a tentpole horror yeah, film. They're getting a James Wan. So when then when you have the scripts and you have the the you know the rough cut and all that, you start to have all this backlash, right. and they want you to do reshoots and change it, and it's, it, it loses its voice. Yeah. And he said, I didn't have that because I came in and said the Boogeyman's classic. My goal is to make a classic horror film. Yeah. When people think of great films and great sequences. Like, mm. he talks specifically about the video game scene in this. He yeah. wants people to go to work the next day and be like, oh, the fucking video game scene. Like, oh, fuck. like he, he wanted yeah. that sort of thing. So, he's, his thing, his vision was clear the whole way through. I want to take a real classic approach to mm. it and, like, treat it with reverence and make a really scary film. And he and the studio just saw eye to eye. So, the whole way through, Love no it. issues. Oh. They even had a couple suggestions here and there where he was like, yeah, that's great. That that's a good suggestion. Me. Yeah. Fuck yes. That's, yeah, that's that rules. Work, right? Yeah, yeah. Like at the moment, you got this whole thing going on with all the strikes and stuff, and it's just studios being done. But that's like studios don't get to do the things that they do, make money, hmm. without the Rob Savages giving mm. them the direct the, yeah. the film. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he just loves horror too, which is what I really loved about listening say. to him. Like, he, you know, he could have tried to be the, the, the low budget indie director and yeah. be like, no, I don't really respect that. I want to try <laughs> my, I'm going to do it my way. But he's yeah. like, no, no, he loves the classic movies. And he yes. goes, I just want to like add my own addition to the library of, of classic horror. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. And he did a great job. And yeah. I think mission accomplished. I am curious to know what other people think of this. Mm, Sometimes mm. I think the three of us, just because of our background with horror. Yeah. 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 And the fact that we love heart and we love all these, yeah, of course. Yes. Perhaps We're, aren't traditionally yeah. things that hardcore horror people want. They That's come it. into it, and might go, wasn't scary enough, wasn't violent enough. I've yeah. seen a bit people, of people. It's a bit the, boring. The teenage, yeah, right, a bit boring. Right. The teenage friends didn't get fucking massacred in the house. Yes, yeah. Whereas we're like. No, no, no. The the character work is yeah, incredible. It's exceptional. The the family dealing, all three of them just dealing with yeah. this utter crushing grief of losing their mm, mum. Mm. It's beautiful. And then an, yeah. a literal boogeyman. A boogeyman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly love it. I, I love, I have such respect for movies that deal with grief mm. because I think, and I often criticize like a Marvel or like the big <laughs> ones for this. Yeah. A character will die and then the very next scene we're cracking jokes. We're doing yes. this. I love it when the whole movie is about grief and yep. how they're dealing with the loss of their mum yeah, and what yeah. that means, like internally yeah. and what it manifests. Yeah, because the weight of it never goes away. It yeah. is like it is settling on. It's settled on the whole movie the whole way through the whole story. And I agree. Like for the Marvel thing, it's so ridiculous. There's one I fucking watched recently where it really pissed me off, and I'm blanking on what it is. But the other example I can think of is like any detective story. Like uh, usually, I'm thinking like Crime of the Week sort of detective TV show, where they're interviewing someone who was close to the person. And they're so clear and have all this clarity. Yeah, so scripted. So scripted. You should be falling apart at the seams because yeah, you yeah. can't go on with life anymore. They're an exposition machine. That's yeah, their role exactly in that, right. that thing. Yeah. They're there to be like, you know, no, she never wore grey on a Tuesday. That's the wrong day for that <laughs> colour shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Detective colours. Loved maroon on a Tuesday. She <laughs> oh, was bonkers yeah. for it. I'll crack this case yeah. if my name ain't Detective Colours. <laughs> what, what I love too about the way it handles grief is the interactions with people outside the family unit. Yes. So the little kid on the school bus and they come home, there's a police car. Yes. And the kid, just a random like an eight-year-old or whatever, is like, gee, I hope your dad's not dead too. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, wow. But right. even like um, Sadie, the, the, the older sister, mm. her friends are just like kind of 
like, well, some of them are just cunts. Yeah. Like, straight yeah. up. They're just because they're like, teenagers. Um, you're wearing yeah, your mum's dress. Yeah. Do you really think, like, um, she died four weeks ago. Shouldn't you move on with your life yeah, now? It's yeah. like, my God. And they're so self-focused. Like, the real bitch one. I can't remember her name. Yeah. But, like, too well done. Super mole. Because, man, did I, I... She got slapped once. I'm like, great. Give me nine more she of those. Maybe I'll be satisfied. She needed to get full boogied. Yeah. She, she did. She, she needed, needed a boogie, full boogie big yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> full <laughs> boogied. <laughs> I'm not half boogied. No, boogied That'll be on her acting resume. I got full boogie, and they'd be like, oh, oh fuck. Shit, fuck. Shit. I saw that movie. You got full boogie. And they'd be like, you deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she has the line about like, uh, my dad left like, left like a year ago and like, I'm fine or whatever. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's such a teen. That is beautiful mm. dialogue. It's so, ca- so character driven yeah it also feels so true to life you know it's it's exaggerated but you can go yeah teenagers are so self-centered that of course that would be their point of reference like yeah. ah and then even the other flip side of that the people who are i hope you're okay she's mm. walking into the school so it's like both ends of the spectrum are awful to her yes yeah so it's like the only person i have is my one friend who doesn't actually because she's a teenage girl mm. Doesn't know how to handle my grief because I don't know how to handle my grief. Right, right. And so she's like, "Well, no, we'll just, we'll, I'll just keep being your friend. Yeah. That'll, that's what I'll do. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. On the surface, she seems like you're kind of like, okay, she's okay. She might be a good friend, but she, really, she's not. No, because well, how? Like she, she, I, I give her a little bit more credit than the meaner friends because right. she's just trying. She's yeah, trying. Yeah. So she is making an effort, and but she doesn't know what to do. And there's the my favorite scene in this movie has nothing to do with the monster. It's the smash cut between the girls arriving for the sleepover mm. pizza night, whatever, and then. They're like screaming with excitement. Smash cut to them sitting in a room awkward as yeah, fuck. Bored, and you're like, just yeah. bored. This is so painful to watch. Like <laughs> yeah. that like social pariah thing of, you know, you just want like, I get such a paranoid sense if I'm with a group of people mm. and like doing something that I've suggested we do. Yeah. And yeah. I become so paranoid that people aren't having a good time. Yeah. And also like- It's like when you suggest a movie. Oh. And you or, or like when you show someone it. a video on your phone. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's a five minute YouTube video and you're like, this is hilarious. You're going to love this. You're going to love yeah. this. And then you press play and the first thing you think is like, fuck, they're going to hate this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're and trying then, to like, no, but wait, this next yeah, bit's really yeah, funny. Yeah. And they might be enjoying it, but just in a quieter way to you. They're having right. a wonderful time, but your brain's just like, nah, they fucking hate. <laughs> like that just captured the, the, all that anxiety yeah, yeah. on top of being scared of a monster. So yeah. Robert Savage, actually, you can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking character moments, there's another bit early on where I'm like, Yes, I like this movie, and yes, I like what the the choices they're making because it's it's something we've actually talked about off mic about Ted Lasso, where it's like there's a dramatic situation, and you can go for the easy, obvious answer, the sort of more classic, stereotypical one. So the example here I'm thinking of is when she comes down in the mum's dress. We've seen her pick it out, blah blah blah. Yeah, Dad stops and he looks at her, and I internally thought. Oh fuck! I, I love the actor who plays the dad. Um, Christmas scene. Christmas scene. He's just great. named after the most delicious gelato, and he is a delicious little man. He's just wonderful. <laughs> he's a little man. I've never not it's enjoyed a little compact, him. Just little powerhouse. Little little fucking, <laughs> the only thing that popped in my head was a little compact sex pistol, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those snub nose little revolvers. <laughs> the 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 little dick gun that um, Val Kilmer uses in Kiss, Kiss Bang Bang. That's what he is. That's what yeah. he is. Little compact sex, yes, sex pistol. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Anyway, and so yeah, in my heart of hearts, I thought, oh, just tell her she looks beautiful, tell her she looks great, or something like that, because I was expecting her to be like, "What are you doing? Take that off!" You know, blah blah yeah. blah. And what does he do? He just stops. He has a moment of like shock because obviously she probably looks like the mum. Yeah, it's mum's yeah. dress. Like he wasn't expecting it. And then she even goes, you know, what? What's up? He goes, "You look great." Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, like such a great choice. Yeah. It tells like, and again. 
It's he didn't even th- Tommy didn't even internally love it. He leaned over no. to me and went, oh, "Fucking love that." Say <laughs> 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 immediately. That's so fucking good. But I, but I love that because it shows you that he he does care about the kids. Yeah. Because that's not his failing in this yes, movie. Exactly that's not right. The, that's not the yes. thing he's reckoning that with is in the it. film. Yeah. He loves the kids. He's a therapist. He's there to help yep. them. But. He's not 100% you know what? paying attention to what they're going no, no, through. But it's right. not even, he loves them so much that he, in his mind, he's like, I have to be the protector. Yeah. I have to be strong. Yeah. And he's hardened himself up. Yeah. And what his daughter really needs is the emotional side of him because she needs to actually yes. have a conversation with him. Yeah. And yeah. she can't. Yeah. As well as the flip of this character as a therapist, his whole job is to get people to talk about their emotions and he can't talk about his emotions. No. Yeah. Like, like she tries to and he's like, when are you seeing your doctor? Is that tomorrow? You should yes. really bring this up yeah. with her. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yep. amazing. Yep. Like, yeah, you can't talk to this to, to me about this. Even that bit in the hospital when he's gone to the room that they brought the mother in after mm. the car accident. And, 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 and first, his first evening is like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Like, come back later. Yeah. And then he stops and he's like, this is why I'm in here. Like, he starts yeah. to, like, chip yeah. away, chip away. And so, yeah, I love that the fact, like, it's not that he's not flawed. He's not perfect dad. But he's also not cunt dad. Like, again, when we talked about it in terms of Ted Lasso, where it constantly makes choices where you could go for the easy dramatic choice where a character is a literal villain and they're doing things to people close to them that the reality is most people don't do. Most people mm. aren't cunts to their daughters and say, take your mother's dress off, like, you dumb idiot, whatever. Like and We've seen that before. We've seen it before. And it's like, but also, like, yeah, I would say 90% of dads would tell them, like, either would say nothing or might say the really good dads would say you look beautiful, right? Because they love their kid. Like, that's a fairly common emotion. Why yeah. do you have to go for they're going to be a selfish prick in that moment? Like, that mm. just feels cheap and easy. And we still have the drama of the moment. We still have him looking at her, us going, oh, shit, how's he going to react? Like, the drama still's there, but then it gets diffused in this better, more interesting way. Like, I yeah. just think that's, as for story choices, like you said, it's not where we're expecting it. It's, it's been done before, so why play it out again? And instead, we're finding new fertile ground in this story and new areas to explore. And then it also means, okay, well, where are we going to get our flaws from? Where are we going to get our drama from? We've got to dig deeper. And then they do. Like they Again, yeah. I think that the drama of this story is there very clearly, both in the horror element and the character element. Yeah, yeah. And I like to, we're not, we're not really gaslighting the characters. No, no. In yes, like the little yes. kid has the encounter and she goes, do you believe me? And then pretty quickly it's like, yeah, we're on board. And she's got her sister as her supporter as well. That's it. Yeah. There's a there's that brief window where the sister's like a little bit skeptical, thinks it might be just thing, and then has that encounter, that horrifying encounter in the closet when the fuckhead girl locks her in there. Yes. Yeah. And then- she comes out and she's hugging her and she's like, I, I believe you. Like, it, yeah. it's real. And yeah. it's great to have that clear moment of clarity as well, I think. Because, yeah. like, yeah, we've talked about this in a few episodes. I think one was on our Patreon for one of the small screen scares. Um, but another was in Husera the Bone Woman. Yeah. We talked about this gaslighting element that happens in these horror movies where a character, usually a woman, uh, is going through something and they're trying to explain to other people. But, of course, the situation always evolves that no one else sees what she sees. And, yeah. oh, you're just tired. You're just crazy. You're just whatever. Yeah. Um, and so to have that clear moment of the, the the youngest daughter having her older sister go, I believe you, and I'm going to try to help you figure this yeah, out. We're going like, to do this. Like, that's the yeah. mission. That's what we're going to do. We're in this, like, it's just, yeah. again, yeah. You have a hint refreshing. Of it, you have a hint of it with the dad where she's trying to tell him and he's kind of like, are you high? Yeah, yeah. But- I don't mind it in the context yeah. of the movie. I yeah. think it's fine. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, whereas our issue tends to be when it's just like laid in there and you spend so much screen time in a movie having other characters doubt yeah. the character when like we the audience every know other character. Happening. Like there yeah. is no one on there who's an ally in this situation. Yeah. It's so exhausting and yeah, it yeah. sucks. Um one other thing that I want to quickly say before we get into our questions is that you you mentioned in his interview how he's like I uh, this is a classic horror film and it really is like the boogeyman is like like the oldest not obviously this is Stephen King's version but an idea of the boogeyman. Yes, yeah, a monster in the cupboard. Right. It's the oldest story of all time. And it does have, like, the, the thing about I loved about this movie, like, it felt that familiar, that sort of, yeah, this is a classical horror movie. It also felt crazy fresh and original, yep. despite the fact it's like, it somehow he managed to hold those two things in tandem of this is the classic horror story, this is a classic monster movie, this is the original sort of monster in the closet. But I'm also going to add in some, I don't even know how he's done. I can't even really pinpoint to what made it feel so fresh other than- Maybe it's just an, a new voice coming in, or maybe it is these interesting choices he's making that are going against the grain of what we expect. But I was just, yeah, I just thought that's that's one of the fresher movies I've ever felt while still paying homage to everything that came before it and led yeah, to it. Yeah, I was thinking today about why something like this appeals to us more than it perhaps might a mainstream- To, scared, to our scaredy boys. To scaredy boys, yeah. yeah. Than to a mainstream horror audience. Mm. And the thing that I kind of think about- we talk about it a little bit when we talk about having hope. Yeah, or yeah having hope. for sure. But I think it's a, a real balance in movies between, it'll sound funny, but life and death mm. and the value that a movie puts on that. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think like something like the Evil Dead series. Right. The value on life is not a priority at all. No. Yeah. Most of the thrill of those movies is like, what fucked way are people going to suffer and, and sure. die sort of it's, thing, which the, is quite it's, horrible. It's the chaos of them. Yeah. Which, the so chaos, we can watch a movie yeah. like the, the most recent Evil Dead Rise and think, yeah. oh, we really appreciate the filmmaking aspects for of sure, it. For but sure. Perhaps, Tom, I know you sort of, you, you vibe things out I, a bit more. Yeah, Damon and I it. very much want the hope and the heart and, yeah, the, and that sort sure. of thing. So perhaps in film terms, in horror film mm. terms, we place a really high value on life. Yes. And do yes. the filmmakers respect life? Right. Should we be fighting for it? Do we deserve it? Do we have characters that like value it and fight for it? Yeah. And I think this is a really good example of that in, in a movie. Yes. Because it's very easy, I think, to approach a boogeyman movie and be like, have a bunch of fuckhead teenage characters, yeah. put them yeah. in a house, fuck them up, torture yeah. them, that sort of thing. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. We come at it with like, we are fighting to survive yeah. because we've been through a horrible thing with our mum and we need to find out what life is and what, yeah. what we can fuck fight dude. for. That's, yeah. You've unlocked the whole horror I was just thinking genre. About it today. Yeah, I really do think it's a balance yes. between what the value the film, the story has on life versus yeah. death. Did you like climb a mountain and sit on top of it? Holy just shit! Some deep thinking sometimes. That yeah. is like <laughs> generally the ripples of that go far further than horror movies. Generally, mm. I think like the way you approach society and the people within it is like. You can go every person out there, even the ones you don't agree with and the ones who maybe aren't using, utilizing their life to the most best that they could be, still have value because there's a life there and they can always be redeemed. Like, you know, there's always hope for yeah. these people to become the best version of themselves, which is literally 90% of what story is, mm. is like, can we learn how to be a better version of ourselves? And sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is no. And, you know, there is still a lesson there for sure. But, like, ultimately that's, like, why we imbue story anyway. That we tr We're trying to put meaning to the randomness of life. And a lot of it is, like, that personal element of can I be a better me tomorrow yeah. than I am today and can this story help me figure that out. But I think, yeah, on a society basis, like, generally I, I do think I'm hopefully someone who- Values a human life and, like, I think more right-wing people, if I can get a slightly political for a moment, 
don't have that value of human life. It is more this more self-focused, and that's why socialism scares them so much because they have to care about other people equal to the amount they care about themselves. Do you ever read that thing during the? And I, did you ever read that thing? Probably not because there's a really specific <laughs> thing I'm about to talk about. I read a thing. Did you read all of the internet? Did you read like <laughs> it was during the pandemic, so like, we had a lot of fucking time. Fuck yeah, but it was during someone was writing about the comparisons between Black Lives Matter protests right. and like the 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 Trump protest stuff uh-huh, uh-huh. and the difference and all the um and like the, the cooker protests we had here of people who were anti-vax and just mm. would storm the streets and do stuff. Yeah, yeah. And at both protests, whenever the police would show up, mm. it was harder to disperse the Black Lives Matter protests and the other sort of those protests. Right. And there was more people helping people who get injured, like dragging people away, Ooh. more nurses pouring like stuff in people's eyes. Yeah. Whereas the minute the cops show up at one of those other right-wing protests, pandemonium. Scatter. Because this person was arguing in this piece- they don't care enough about one another, even no. if they're in the same. Because also, they're like a whole bunch of melting pots of people who yeah, decide yeah. that we're united on this one idea. It's one topic. It's yeah. one topic, but actually, I I come at it from the fact that I actually hate XYZ and you right. hate ABC. But it was just this idea that yeah, as 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 a group, when they're when they're protesting yeah. and then shit hits the fan, they fall to pieces. Yeah, yeah. And I think you have that in those horror movies where you, when you have the characters that you don't like who get picked off one by mm, one mm. because they all become selfish and they all fall to pieces, except yeah. for the final yeah. girl or the final person. Yeah, they usually yeah. stick together with somebody else. Yeah. And then in movies like this where they they win and they overcome. Well, we'll get to the we'll get to if they win or not <laughs> later, maybe. Yeah. But when they win or they overcome, it's because they they overcome together. No, the body count of this movie mm. is well, it, it's high. But it's like three people on screen. Yeah, it's concentrated. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah like yeah. it's and it's really that one family. Yeah, um, the the first family that you you see when that guy comes yeah. to the house. And then just like while we're still on the horror side of this conversation, like the the reality is the life should have meaning. Like the whole point of these movies, the reason they're scary is that we're scared of death and we're scared of dying. So our characters dying, whether they're a side character or not should have weight because that's where the fear is fucking coming from. So, like, by dismissing it, you're actually dismissing the fear of death. And that's a major component of any horror movie, ultimately, at its core. Yeah. And, like, honestly, the thing that this movie does so effectively and that the boogeyman and the way that the characters is not the creature design, which we can get into a bit later, but Mm. one of the coolest aspects of it is I feel like Savage has distilled perfectly on celluloid. Yeah. Fear of the Dark. Yes. Yeah, this movie great. hits yeah. Fear of the Dark like nothing else we've seen before. Like the fact that it hides in shadows, there's yeah. these looming things. We talked about it before, the, the video game scene, like the use of light and dark and the the paranoid, terrifying fear you have as a kid mm. of the dark. I talked about when we talked about other movies as well, mm. but I don't think they've captured it no. in the way this well, before. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We're going any further. Let me just ask the question because yeah. we've come here organically anyway. Were we scared? Yeah. yeah. Holy Big time. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, there were so many times in this movie where any time it was nighttime or someone went into a dark room, I was like... I could kill myself and be fine. Yeah. I, I haven't <laughs> yes. really thought about being a kid and being afraid of the dark yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. Mm. Until watching this movie, and I'm like, yeah, like going to bed when you're a kid is was bad. Going to bed when you're an adult. Time bad. I went to bed after seeing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> two, one, how old am I? However old I am. <laughs> yeah. I was scared. I, I was talking to Damon in the car park after this movie, yeah. and it was like, one of, you know how sometimes I watch a movie and you, you just know, when I go to bed later- mm. I'm going to be thinking about it's it. It's going to be sitting there. Yep. I'm going to be looking in the dark corners of my room and yep. like it's and it, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to think about the camera flipping upside down as I look <laughs> under my bed Oof. and I roll my ball of light and there's nothing nothing yeah, nothing yeah. nothing something. Oh, the ball of light's so great. Well done. And we've seen sort of variations on that in, sure, in, in sure. horror, but it's just such a cool idea. It's because it, it's yeah. the suggestion too like Tom, I think you leaned over to me and you're like, "Fucking hell, she's going to roll it down the corridor and it's going to get rolled back to her, isn't it?" Oh, fucking and it's just and it sets it you did. off immediately. <laughs> yeah. It sets you off cuz you're just like I think I know what they're going to do here and when it happens I'm going to want to die. Right. I'm like I'm already scared of the potential of it happening. Yeah. Well, like, this is the first I said, I think I said this to you guys afterwards, because we watched this at the cinema, unsurprisingly. And the feeling of being in the cinema and wanting so much to not be in the cinema. Like, like, I was normally in a cinema, I never think about my phone. It's like the beauty of the cinema. It's why cinemas will always hopefully exist. I wanted to look up so much trivia, Damo. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I wanted to look at socks. I wanted to do anything. Like, I was just like, and then literally once I recognized that, that like wanting a distraction and knowing I couldn't have it, then I generally wanted to leave the cinema. Like mm. a little bit. Like there's a part of me that's Speaking like- Speaking of. I, oh, someone oh, did. Yes. Someone did. And it happened during a fucking scary moment too. One of the scariest. Yeah, moments. one of the biggest someone, jump scares. Some, two people stood up. And what the guy say as he was leaving, he was thank like- Thank God for that. Thank God for that and left. And we just don't know what he means. We don't know what the story is. But if you're listening, yeah, whoever you are- if you're at the cinema that we yeah. go to, I won't dox this. <laughs> <laughs> my, my feeling is he was there on a date. Yep. Or like his partner had picked it the was movie. A, it was definitely a couple. Yeah. yeah. I yep. think the partner had picked the movie. He probably was hating it. And yep. she finally agreed to leave. And he said, thank God for yeah. that. Or he was shitting his pants and he had to get out. I'm, I'm hoping it's the latter. Mm. And he was putting on the act of the former. Because yeah. he's a big brave boy, yeah. But the reality was he was scared out of his fucking mind, and his girlfriend finally gave him permission to leave the cinema. Yeah. Such a wild time to leave as well. It was insane. Because if you're if you're hating it and you, you're bored, yeah, that would make me sit back down because it'd be like that was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just don't know how you could have been that like. Yeah. Because also at that point in the movie, too, there'd been a bit of a lull, mm. like story wise. And I have seen people say, "Oh, it's, it's a bit slow in spots," and sure. I disagree completely. Yeah. That, that's people you. who you don't need, want the character. You stuff. need the right. moments yeah. to yeah. breathe, so horror. that we well, need to catch your breath, so you can lose it again. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But the fact that he chose one of the 
there's, there's, there's a lot of this. Not a lot of jump scares in this, mm. actually. But there are probably three or four massive ones. Yeah. One of them being this. Yeah. And so I actually want to say this to my comrade. Thank you. Yeah. Your, and I think this this helped you a little this bit too in this sure. scene, Damo. Made it worse for sure. Made we'll it worse get to you. that in a second. But the distraction to me meant that I remembered I was in a room with other people, yeah. so I was able to fight the urge to yell yeah. when yeah. the scare happened, yeah. when she opened the door. And especially because this guy made a bit of a song and dance about it, literally turned the torch on on his phone, yep. which in yeah. a cinema is like... Why the, do you need that, mate? The biggest fucking crime you can commit. Yeah. Light the stairs. Yeah, like, it's lit. You can you can, you see can it. get out of there. Which is also makes me think he was scared. Yeah, that's yeah. He literally turned on a light because he's scared of the fucking boogeyman. Come on, scared of the dark. And then like basically called out to the room. Thank God we can leave or whatever he yeah. fucking said. He's a fake brave boy. Yeah, I reckon he's a fake. And I hope boy. his partner broke up with him. I hope their partner's listening to this right now. Yeah, break up with him. Yeah, yeah. do it. Do it. Consensus? Yeah, do Break it. Up with Break up with Leave him. Yeah. Okay. There's only one boy you need in your life, and it's three of them, and it's us. <laughs> and the cowards. <laughs> the scaredy boys. Uh, no, I was thinking about this as you were saying, you know, you get so scared, mm. your partner finally lets you leave. And I was like, we know about my partner and her life of horror. <laughs> yes, we do. She wasn't originally coming to this, and then at the last minute watched the trailer and went, this looks fucking scary. Can I come? And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it, it that scared minute, me, Tom. she was into it, I was like, oh, we're in trouble. We're in bad trouble. We're in bad trouble. That actually boys. scared me so much when I got there, and she's like, hey, here you go. And I'm like, you are freaking me out yeah. because you wanting to, you're wanting you excited to be here, and that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, if I was watching a really scare a movie and it was scaring me so much yep. there's no planet on this earth in which my partner goes let's go on. Yeah, but <laughs> she, she enjoyed it though because at she the did. end I leaned over and I said did you get what you wanted out of it which is complete horror yeah. and she was just like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which like, yeah, for any us saying yes, we were scared, but having a brave babe yeah. be like, Yep, he gave me what I wanted. Yeah. Come on. We yeah. did sort of make this joke. Uh we went to see Fast X with your wife. <laughs> with my wife. Yeah. We go yeah. and see scary movies with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh yeah, that's how it works, you know. Yeah. Your wife comes to the chases yeah. uh, and my girlfriend comes to watch us shit and piss. And then we'll watch a scary movie and we'll be like, Oh, and she's like Pfft. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, yeah. boys. But now this one got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. glad to hear it. Um, let's talk about the creature design. Incredible. Phenomenal. Um, is yeah. it the best design we've seen since Antlers? I feel like there was uh, no, another no. one. There was um, another one. The Ritual. Oh, yeah, The yes. Ritual was a the good one too, but was, I feel yeah. like there is one more that was like really fucking I will good. say even the creature in Smile with the extra mouths is pretty... F- yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah, grotty. That's a good call. This, unlike Antlers, though, yeah. was a great story. In a oh, yes. movie. Yeah, yeah. So yes. it makes it like you know you watch Antlers and you're like, yeah, the creature was incredible, but yeah. like fuck, wasted on a bad movie. Hundred percent. This also is incredible. Never blow their load on this creature because the whole yes. thing of the boogeyman it changes. Is, you never quite see it. It's always in the dark. Yeah, and. Even the scene where she gets locked into the room with it, mm. I think in a lesser director's hands, that's when you get a big good look at it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You see a little bit of its face and it's like arms and like silhouette and you, you get you get a good look at it. Mm. But because it's so foreign and weird, you never quite get a good enough look at it to identify what body parts go yep. where. Yep. And then the camera just cuts back to her. Yep. So you now don't know where it is. It's fucking You don't you know what? how far away it is. You don't know when it's going to get it. Yep. And it, it's what makes it so fucking scary is yeah. you never get a full good look at it until the very end. And then it, once you're like, okay, I now understand how it works. It opens its mouth and there's another face inside yeah. it. Oh. You know what <laughs> I want? What so I want to say about horror, like we watch a lot of great films in every genre, and cinematography is always like that's that's key. It's yeah, crucial. Yeah. Horror, it feels even more important because of the darkness. Yeah, interesting. Like there is yeah. that real like um, 
classic cinematography painting with light sort of aspect to yeah. it. There are moments in this where it's like a kind of an amateur would just flood it with light mm, or mm. completely pull light out and you'd be squinting and you wouldn't be able to see. You wouldn't be able to see the, thing. the yeah, suggestion yeah. and like just the, the layers to the lighting I think is incredible in this. Yeah. And like even like yeah in the video game sequence mm. when she looks over and it's just the two little little lights of they could just be anything could be an ornament on the for shelf sure. or yeah, whatever. Yeah yeah yeah. And like I don't know I think it's we talk about weaponized camera work. Yeah. Weaponized lighting is super crucial too. And that video game scene proves that. The use of the control, the use of the... So I own that game. (laughs) I'm never going to play it. You should play it though because it looks good. And like on topic, it's a game all about light, is it not? Is it like... I I, I don't know. I I only picked it up because it looked kind of fun and someone had said it was good. So I, I think it was like on sale or free through something. (laughs) I was like, I'll download that. And I'm like, I can never play that. No, in my that's time. off the cards for you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might um, never play PlayStation again. <laughs> that's not true. I love PlayStation. So I, there's an actor, Rufus Sewell, for me is like mm. just villainous country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incarnate. Yes. Right. What does your dad call him? Uh, he thought his name was Rupert Sawyer or something like that. <laughs> it was something worse, <laughs> yeah, sillier than that. It was like Sewer or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> Rupi Sewer or something. I don't know. Something Ru- like that. Ralph Ralph Sewer. Yeah. So Ralph he, Sewer. I think it was. Okay. He, he is just like I watch him in a movie and I'm. Like he's a villain. Is it yeah. David Delmashian? Uh, yes, his name. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it better. He than that, is so yeah. just this role. If I see him yeah, in a movie, yeah. I'm like, you are just you're you are actually perfectly cast because yeah. you're really no offense to him, really creepy. Like you play <laughs> yeah, the yeah. creepy vibe beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know he's in the upcoming Dracula movie that's coming out later. Yes. In the year, yeah. And I assume he's like a he's Renfield. He's Renfield. He's, a he's, creepy he's something part. creepy. Yeah. He's not yeah. going to be. A, it's not going to be. He's not going to have a happy ending. No. He's not a heartthrob. No. Yeah. Yeah, but he's yeah. a he's a good actor. Yeah, I did want to ask you guys. I haven't read the short story. Mm. Have you guys come across it? Well, I so I know that you read it before the movie. Yes, I've actually watched it. Since, I've read it since we watched the movie. Okay, cool. Because uh, it's actually quite short. It's yeah. very very it, short. Is yeah, it, yeah. Am I correct? It's just the basically the start it's of the film. Ju- it's just the yeah. So it's it's literally a man being interviewed by a therapist because he is basically being accused of murdering his children, and yeah. the therapist is trying to work out. What's actually happened? It's not he hasn't run away from police. They haven't arrested him yet, but they're like, all evidence points that it's him. He's saying the boogeyman did it. Mm. You need to go. Basically, he then recounts the story of what that man does yeah. at the start. I have a real mixed history with this Oof. because this is, I have so much respect for Stephen King and who he is and what he has created and how many people have inspired by him. And you watch something and you know King's inspired it. And he, mm. he's, he's, the, he's the man. Like, yeah. he's, the, he's, he's the, the man, man. for a yeah. reason. But. There are times, I'm not even going to say but, because but means I don't mean any of the things I said before. There are some <laughs> times where King just writes, when he's good, mm. he's good. Yeah. When he's off, not as good. Sometimes, Which is like sometimes the, 70s. the drugs yeah. take over. Yeah. This is 70s. This is like- Is this from the 70s? Yeah, yeah 73. 73. Okay. Uh, we don't even know what state he was in. No. Though. Yeah. He was, he was thinking about maybe writing Cujo, but he'd already written it four times. Yeah. Before Tom continues, yeah. Easily one of the weakest of his I've ever read. It is wild to me they made this movie off of it. Yep. That premise is fantastic. A guy comes into a therapist and says, everyone thinks I killed my family, but it was the boogeyman and I'm going to tell you about it. That's a fucking amazing premise. Great jumping off point. Great jumping off point. And so, like, just, again, before you finish off on that stuff, everything that is great about this movie, I've got to fully contribute to the writers and to the director and, and all the rest because- they made a beautiful story out of a really interesting premise. Yeah. And I think a lot of King's work is that he has that whole Dollar Babies that we've talked about right. and the, yeah, the yeah. Buick collection of short stories that yeah. people can make. Like, he has a lot of stuff that people adapt and he loves it 
He liked well, except when Kubrick did it that one time. <laughs> um, but the short story does my pet hate of King, where he just writes a little bit too much. Yeah, he gets to a point, and you're like, "Well done!" And then you turn the page, and there's more, and you're like, "Kingy, you already did it, mate. You don't need to." Like, I'm trying to think of an analogy, and I the only one I've got in my head is absolutely fucked. So I'm just gonna push through and say that, <laughs> okay, Kingy. Everybody's already come. You don't need to keep pumping. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out, mate. It's okay. It's all right, mate. It's fine. You're going to give someone a rash with Correct. that sort of action. Correct. Right? You're going to chafe your dick. <laughs> no one wants to ch- don't chafe my dick, Kingy. So I, I that- can't believe that was your go. I'm like, oh, a meal where you've had one bite too many? That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, way no, better. No, no. That's no, way it's better. Not better. It's not better. I think yours is perfection. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he just, he just. The, the story, short story ends with the whole thing is that in the story, the guy talks about how every time the boogeyman showed up, there was a smell of like a swamp, mm. like dirty water. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing. And the cupboards would be left open and he could smell dirty water and that kind of thing. And so it's a motif also the short story. And he gets up to leave and he walks out to talk to the receptionist and there's no receptionist at the desk anymore. Yeah. And then he goes back in to see the therapist and we, we basically get the scene from the end of this movie where mm. he goes back in and the door's ajar, like the closet. No, yep. the closet door starts to slowly open. Mm. And the next line is, he could smell like the swamp or the sea. And you're like, ah, beautiful. Mm. And then Kingy goes, and then a creature came out of the cupboard and in its long spade-like claw, it held the mask of the therapist's face. It was the boogeyman. And you're like, no, no, we got that. Yeah. We, we got that the boogeyman was in the room, man. You don't That's, need to tell me the boogeyman is in the room. like the boogeyman was the therapist the whole time. You're yeah. like, what? Why did he sit down and have a chat with him? That's crazy. That's yeah. garbage. Yeah. 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 Kingy. So, so they kind of they kind of do a tip of the hat to that in this. Yeah. And as that scene was starting to happen, I don't know if you noticed this mm. demo, but in the theater I was like, you fucking See, better I didn't, not. And I hadn't read it yet. You better yeah. not. But I think they do it much better. She just sees yeah. the cupboard door open. And then the therapist comes in behind her and goes, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, and she just shuts it. Yeah. And it's it's that kind of thing where it's like, it's the kind of shut that's like, fuck you, boogeyman. You're not going to have a hold on yep. me anymore yep. sort of thing. Whereas like, yeah, I think it was done actually beautifully because I was worried like, no, you've actually finished this story in a really satisfying way. Don't do the horror cliffhanger. I actually don't yeah, want don't it right give me, now. This is, this is how much to that story is burnt in my brain. I mm. still remember the phrase spade-like claw, yeah, which you've just read. Yeah, yeah. That's it's how, spade-like that claw. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. burning in my brain. Yeah. So is Good King, but the Bad King yeah, yeah. is in there. No, it's a really interesting short story because like, not only is there that ending, which I fully agree is is pretty dog shit. Sorry, Kingy, if you're listening. Um, but also like the character- and like, not that this is necessarily a bad thing because I guess it's a slightly interesting character, but like the Lester character who's telling about yep. that his family is being killed is the biggest chauvinistic prick, like purposefully done. He's like, he's horrible. He's a horrible man. Yeah, he wasn't a good husband or a the good The way dad. he talks about his wife is disgusting. Like, it's genuinely, you're like, I don't, like, I, I've got no issue. Like, Kingy does this a lot where his characters are like- Bad ha- people. Bad people. And, and it works a lot in his writing. For this one, I'm like- Okay, but then- Wouldn't you have got more mileage out of it if it's the opposite? Right. We're like, even in this movie, he's just a broken man, right? Like yeah. he, he, And we even see the photo. He looks like a nice dad enough in the photo, even though, yeah, he can't help but give off creepy vibes. That's who he is. Just embrace it. But at least you like, he's just like this poor broken, kind of like there's more of a pity element. There's still an element of danger, especially when he goes upstairs and the daughter's upstairs. So I thought that was played out pretty well. Mm. But this character was just literally vile. Like, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. give a fuck about it. No. So, yeah, when the whole thing is like, so he's vile and also been like, yeah, and everyone thinks I killed my kids. And yeah. you're probably like, 
Yeah. Of course yeah, you did. Of course yeah, you did, piece of shit. Have you of heard yourself? Did, you yeah. David Del yeah. Mashian. Well, and this is great. I love the fact that he goes up and he starts following her through the house and you're mm. like, oh, he's a creepy dude. Yeah. No, no, no. Boogeyman's come here with- He knows the boogeyman's in the house at right, that point. Right. And he's like, oh, oh no. Oh, what? Are, there's a kid here. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I took it that he brought the book and by mm. leaving the book on the ground, the boogeyman got into their house. Yeah. And I, well, they kind of, again, I liked a bit of the, the law here where it's like he's attracted, the boogeyman's attracted to misery. trauma yeah. and misery and likes to play with its food. And it's been around since before man was around. And like, I, like again, just those little touches to sort of, to fill it out and Anytime make it feel was doing a bad stuff. voice. Oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Just a little like, say, like just saying the kids' names in the mum's voice and oh, yes. not being yeah. able to trust. It's that classic. Again, I think we've talked this before, that classic like hypothetical situation. You're lying in bed. Mm. You hear your mum call out a blood-curdling scream from downstairs. So you yeah. run out of your bedroom. Then you hear from your room, that wasn't me. What do you do? Great. Kill yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's Just horror. explode. Yeah. Combust on the spot. <laughs> but, man, I, just to quickly, just before we move on, to quickly go back to like um, the way they used the amount we saw for this thing. So you talked about like that, that cupboard scene. Yeah. And I think it's not only does it work- Perfectly for any horror and any monster, but especially this monster. This is a boogeyman. This is the this is the thing that our imaginations conjure up when we get a few creepy silhouettes in the nighttime. And it basically gives you that, but tells you, no, this is something sinister and something you should be worried about, but doesn't give you more than that. Or you get those little flashes of it, yeah. which even then, like, we've all had a moment where we're like, I think I saw a face in the- Sean, you had it recently. On our Patreon, you shared a photo. Yeah. You took a photo of your fire to share with us because we're yep. boys who love a fire. And then afterwards, you're looking at that fire and you're like, there's something looking out at me. There's me. an eye. There's like, an literally, eye in that photo. It genuinely looks like an eye. In so the there's photo. a man in your fireplace. Yeah. yeah. It's fucked. The boogeyman's come. Exactly. I right. thought it was my greatest weapon. Yeah. He's trying to turn it against me. <laughs> and so this movie like captures that horrible feeling of, of yeah. there's something wrong here in this darkness. And even give, showing you some of it, but not enough that you can ever lock on and feel. Yeah. Uh, and then. And then even just like uh, we've talked about this a lot, and so kind of something I want to ask you, Sean, is where you usually hit a point in a movie, especially where it's a monster movie, where you're like, I've seen enough of the monster, it's not doing it for me anymore. Mm. It's not, it's not holding this fear over me. This one to me played as they showed us the perfect amount, and then finally when we thought we knew what this thing looked like, it's a fucking uh, babushka doll. There's something yeah. else hiding inside. We don't even yeah. know. We don't know how deep this monster goes. It's my favorite way for them to do it. Yeah. Did it? Did it hold you through the whole film? Hundred oh, percent. Fantastic. But crucially, too, it's a really, it goes hand in hand. Mm. I loved the characters. I loved yeah, the yeah, family. Yeah. And I gave a shit. Off, like quite often, I don't. Yes. I'm like, eh, you're relying on the scares more. You don't value the life. You care about the death. Yes, that sort yes, of thing. that's it. And that's that's where the balance is. The balance of this is almost perfection, yeah, I would say. Yeah. And, yeah, it does help when you've you got great people behind the camera yeah. shooting this monster and, mm. and, and teasing it out, but also the, the, the design of it is just incredible. It's so good. Yeah, I, I love it. It's happened a few times for us now, but when a movie shows you the monster and you think, fuck, yeah. that is horrific, and then it gets worse. Yeah. 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 And one thing we haven't called out that I feel like we should is that uh, the writing team behind this have also done a great monster before in The Quiet Place. Yeah. yeah. So the writers of The Quiet, the original writers of The Quiet Place, obviously Krasinski came in and, and did his own thing to it. But Beck and, um, Beck and Woods. Beck and Woods. Beck and Woods. It, it is yeah. worth, you did in the intro mention uh, a third writer. Yes. It yeah. is worth noting he, he wrote this film. 
Ah, interesting. So it, okay. it's one of those situations where Beckham Woods did it. Yeah. Studio loved it. Then Savage gets involved. Then he gets a writer involved. And then it's sort of got very much shaped into what they actually- Interesting. Into what we have seen. Not yeah. Just, yeah. It, okay. it, was, it wasn't- foc- there, weren't, there weren't kids in it, I believe, in the original pitch. I think it focused right. on older characters and yeah. elements of that. So I think, to be honest, a lot of the things that we love were added on after. Yeah. Sort of the, but Krasinski, still respect- the Krasinski effect. Yeah, really, it is because Krasinski yeah. brought the family and the heart. Yeah, they're to that good at well, like, they're, they're great conceptually. I think. Yeah, that's that's Hollywood. Though. This happens so yeah, often. Yeah, of course. You'll see five names on a script, yeah. and yeah, they've all brought different. Great yeah, exactly to it. right. And like, yeah. I don't know this. This for me, for like um, writing for screen, it's one of the things I like most about it is that it is collaborative. Yeah. Even sometimes with the writing, it's forced collaboration in terms of literally they've booted you off a project and brought someone new on to yeah. to do whatever. But I I do think it, especially for TV writing in particular, there's a reason we have writers' rooms, and it's because we're going to create something greater than the sum of our parts. We're going to like yeah. each of us individually, if we wrote this, it would be good and interesting, but bring us all together. We're going to make something ex- exceptional. And I think, yeah. yeah, this plays on that. Clearly these guys are great at the concept. Yeah. And sure. then this other writer is good at, at bringing the rest. There, of the there is that classic sort of notion of like, you can write a novel and it's for you. And yeah. You can sit in your drawer. You can do whatever with it basically. For but sure. uh, writing a script is a, is an invitation. Yeah. Yes. You're inviting other people to the party exactly. and they're all contributing and you're all bringing a plate. And yeah. Yeah. It's a nice element to it. And that's just it. one more thing on the scares to I think credit to this film things happen quicker than you would sort of expect yeah mm. it doesn't fuck around even no. like you know the initial stuff with the the cupboard doors sort of opening and closing and then they tie the tooth up to it yeah yeah and yeah. you don't expect it to happen so quickly but just bang and it rips yep. it rips yep. it out and they're doing things that yeah you would have thought yeah it's interesting to hear people be like yeah I thought it was a bit boring or yeah whatever. I think things it really rip along time when it yeah. went, once it's going it's honestly just perfectly calibrated to what it we is like a scaredy boys watch. Yeah. So yeah, for any of you scaredy listeners out there, if you you love a bit of hope, you love a bit of heart, yeah, honestly, run, don't walk. This this really genuinely scared us. Like yeah. like I generally said, I think it's one of the scary experiences I've had in a cinema of, of recent times. And but then afterwards, I was just buzzing with how good this movie was. Yeah, um, can I also say it was scarier at one point. Have yes, you heard this? I have read this fact. Yeah. So some teams were so intense that they had to be changed after test screening because mm. audiences were screaming too loud and they missed important lines of dialogue. Yeah, savage. They, they edited savage. it so there was like more time for pauses. So scream, <laughs> line of dialogue. I love the like and let the audience scream. Okay, and now we're on with our show. But also like so test score test audiences did that, but they also meant that it got a cinema release because originally it was going to be direct to streaming. Yeah. The test screenings went so well that the studio went, oh fuck, all right. Well, Give it a cinema release. Yeah. Have, have we talked before about the Wan Man's approach? Because Rob Savage was talking about how he sort of applies to this. Mm. When you're doing jump scares and when you're like crafting a scary scene, okay, it's all about rhythm and, mm. and and the tempo that an audience expects and sometimes giving them that or giving them like the opposite of that. Right. And so right. like James Wan explained to him that like sometimes you go one, two, three, and there's your scare. Right. James Wan likes it to happen not at three, at seven. Yeah, he wants yeah. you to live in the yeah. anxiety of it. Or and sometimes then, two. And then and then, <laughs> and then he gets you, and then Rob Savage said, yep. So I tried to do that, and then sometimes I do it on one. Oh, yeah. which, which he did with the with the with the big one. The big yeah. one where she opens the door and it's yeah. there. Which yeah. is where the guy got up and left the cinema. It's, for it's <laughs> such a good one because you don't expect to, you don't actually get expect to get a scare there. You expect yeah. her to have an, an argument with her sister and you don't even get the rhythm. The yeah. door opens and yeah. it's just bang, get yeah. fucked. And then, 
in her mouth or whatever oh, it yeah. was. Yeah. Can yeah. I say this? Savage by name, savage by nature. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Does fuck, man. I feel oh, like man. we said that during host as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's done it again. He's on a roll, Sean. Yeah, they don't pay him enough. No. no. <laughs> well, they did this time. Yeah, yeah actually, they, they probably did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? I think they're pretty good. They're pretty switched on. The, yeah. the little, the younger sister makes some great. Mm. choices around she's aware something's wrong but she's also a little kid so what's she going to do so she comes up with her own strategies using the light of the controller and rolling the ball down the hallway like she's she's pretty good Mm. Sadie takes a little bit together but once she's on I think her only mistake is going back to the house yes because I I thought it wasn't the mother the the other woman it was going to be the boogeyman had rung her to lure her back to the house oh that's quite good because we learn that it can can mimic voices voices. that's its thing but then even going back there, you're like, that woman is not good. No, she's, she's not a well woman. She's not well at by all. By any measure. Marin, yeah. Marin Ireland. The most Irish sounding name for the most Irish woman she's in the world. She's starting to just pop up in, in horror films. because she was Is she always man. playing this character? Or? Well, I don't know. But I, I really like when like a, a like a supporting sort of character mm. who just pops up here and there and stuff. Yep. Sort of settles into the horror genre. And just yeah. You mean yeah. A, a good character actor, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out what if she's in any other horror. Stuff. Please do, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I mean I'm on it, boys. We love character actors in anything, yeah. but I do think horror character actors literally sometimes can do more than our leads. You know, yeah. you know yeah. what she's in, boys. What's she in? Damo's favorite movie. Hell or High Water. Hey, yeah, she is. She's Piney's wife. Yeah. Spin the wheel, baby. Yeah, spin it. Uh, there's going to be nothing to our non-Patreon listeners. Yeah. Join Patreon. You'll yeah. know what that the means. wheel can be dangerous. Listen oh, to our Patreon episode. Yeah. Boys, I saw her in another movie and it fucked me up real bad. Oh, no. The movie's called The Dark and the Wicked. It's scary. Oh, no, no, I can't do it. Oh, no, shit. I know about it. She's the lead in it. I can't do it. This is one of those classic Tom Reed reviews where he said, Something like he made noises that he shouldn't have made oh, or something. That's never yeah, good. Yeah, there's a really fucked bit like 15 minutes in. Nah, I've heard too much. I don't want to know Well, that's so early. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they don't. It's like a 90 minute. It's basically like a, a, a woman comes back to like a family farm. Mm. because the, Isn't it the Blair Witch director? Yes. Oh, I think it is. Brian no, Bettino or whatever? I think it is. Let's, let's, let's get oh, it up. Let's get yeah. it up. Dark and the Wicked. It is. Yeah, Brian Bettino. Yeah. So a woman goes back to her family farm because her like dad's like sick and her mum's getting a bit of dementia, and mm. so they go back to the farm because the neighbours like we're a bit concerned, and her like brother's there and he's whatever, and they're trying to look after them, and something weird is going on, mm. and like the mum's going out and standing in the hay shed and staring at a wall, and they hear like growling like a dog, and then someone maybe cuts off a thumb, oh, no. um, and Say then no it more. just goes, it just goes, it just goes fucked, it just no goes more. absolutely fucked, no more Tom, the shit out of me, and we're doing it for scared. Tom, boys. no more <laughs> characters in this. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, mostly wisely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so too. Dad, unwise to shield his heart yeah. to his kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. You're really poetic tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. loving it. It's this beer the demo gave me. <laughs> it's loosened you right up. <laughs> but even on the dad front, um, one thing I really liked was that throughout this movie, I was like, again, it shows what great character work they're doing and shows the value for life. Because once, once like there was that moment where Dad's in the doorway and then he gets pulled back, him and the younger daughter get pulled back in, yeah. and then I'm like, shit, Dad might be dead. The older daughter comes back, finds younger one in the cupboard, which again, smart. She's fucking handled herself, wrapped herself in Christmas lights, wrapped herself in Christmas a lights. A clever, b terrifying. Yeah. Well because done. then you get the flicker, flicker, yeah, black, yeah, yeah, flicker, flicker, black. Oh, oh. Yeah. Again, weaponizes light. There we go. Um, Fuck you, Rob. And I'm like, shit, if the dad's like, if the dad's dead, I'm going to be distraught. I'm yeah. going to be generally upset. And then I think we find out dad's alive. And then something happens with the younger daughter. I'm like, shit, they're going to kill the younger daughter. Like every, it literally had 
like mm. most of these movies you kind of have can predict where it's going to go in terms of who's going to live, who's going to die. This one, I didn't know. I really, like, if any of them had died, I would have been distraught. Yep. I would have, they made you care. Made you care. I would have thought less of this movie. Yep. Uh, and again, I just think that's fucking great and value for life. It is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I think you've yep. really cracked on something there. Mission accomplished. They well did done. it. How would we then do in this situation? I think we survive. I think so too. Because okay. friendship. Fire. fire. Friendship and fire. Oh, mate. Yep. How did I forget about the fire element? Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. This is made for Sean yeah, I had James a, I had Carney. a cinema stiffy. We, yeah. <laughs> we immediately believe in the boogeyman. Right. Yeah, oh, cowards. yeah, for sure, yeah. We do our research. We work out light. We come up with lots of plans. We love light. We, we, we love it. Made. We've worked together we early, so it can't separate us. It mm. uses your favorite thing, fire. Yep. Sean, you know what we're not doing? We're not shielding our hearts from one another. No way. No, no. Those full hearts. Can't lose, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, as soon as you know that it's a light sort of based creature, yeah. it's like, well, we can handle this. Yeah. We're going to set up as many lights as we can and we're just going to burn the shit Also, out like it. your go-to is light it on fire. I would love like nothing this, more than to light it on fire. If this was us, this would be a short film. When, yep. they, when the family <laughs> left the house and they're sitting there as a trio yeah. and their house is on fire- God, I was proud. <laughs> Honestly, it was still, beautiful. Still stiff, still erect. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I've never been so proud. My heart's full. My dick's full. Just saluting happening. them with my dick. Okay, well done. Dick's full, can't lose. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners like this show would like to help us out, you can. It's very, very easy. You can just head to patreon.com forward slash scaredyboys. And become a patron where for just $5 a month, you get access to all our many, many bonus episodes. And we think you're awesome. We think all our patrons are awesome. We generally love them. They are the reason we get to keep doing this podcast. They are the reason you got to listen to this episode at all because they are helping fund all this awesome stuff we get to do. So yeah, feel free to head over there and do that. Otherwise, uh, you can leave us a review wherever you listen. That truly helps a bunch or just tell a friend. Otherwise, you can send us an email at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at scaredyboyspodcast or on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Orchid Trade. Stay scared, everyone. I'll crack this case if my name ain't Detective Colors. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.